All right, good evening. Hello out there, everybody. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's the show about ham radio, amateur radio. And uh, we uh, we hope you uh, find it enjoyable tonight. Maybe uh, you'll uh, find a new hobby to get into. It's been a great hobby for us, especially uh, you guys out there listening on shortwave tonight. You know, many of us started out as shortwave listeners. Uh, back in the early days, and that's what got us into uh, ham radio. So we welcome you out there if you're listening on the International Shortwave tonight, w- WBCQ on 7490. We really appreciate you being with us. And uh, if you will, uh, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com, tom at w5kub.com. Let us know where you are, how you're here in the station, and so forth. All right, so for all you guys watching on video tonight and watching us on YouTube, uh, I need to uh, ask a favor. Please hit the subscribe button. I put a little arrow there to help you out. So hit that subscribe button right there. It really helps us out to uh, to find more people to come on the show. Uh, YouTube will uh, uh, help us to advertise the show when people look for things with search words like radio or ham radio or or two-way radio or whatever you know uh sometimes uh, they'll uh, they'll find us that way and uh you know uh as i've mentioned before about 30 percent of our viewers come from people that find us by accident they didn't even know the show is starting here or, or that we have a show you know uh again let me mention we're on just about every podcast carrier out there itunes google play inet radio everything out there more and more are carrying us every week and uh, we've got a lot of people that just listen to the show. Uh, just search for Amateur Radio Roundtable if you want to download or listen. You don't even have to download it. You can just stream it to your phone or whatever and and, uh, and listen to the show every week. It's posted. It's usually uh, up and active by the, the day after the show. Uh, so uh, feel free to do that. And let's see. Join our Facebook group. Uh, we've got a great Facebook group of over... Uh, 12,000 hams now in our Facebook group. It's just a great group to uh, ask questions and uh, make new ham radio friends. And also, um, it helps helps you to uh, follow the show and see what's going on. We have a lot of special little things going on, and that's where you'll find us on Facebook. Many of you have asked to be my friend on Facebook. Um, I, I don't use Facebook very much, and my, uh, my personal Facebook is more or less family-only. Uh, I, I really didn't want 12,000 people in my in my uh, uh, family Facebook group. So uh, if you want me, I'm on I'm on the W5KUB Amateur Radio Roundtable Facebook group. That's where you can find me always. You can chat with me there with Messenger or find me. So you're my friend there. It's just I'm not putting friends on my uh, personal Facebook page. I uh, hope uh, everybody understands that. Uh we got a few things tonight that I think is interesting we're going to talk about tonight. Hey, we've got, I think Glenn's got something he's going to show us. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, let's see. Hey, tonight we're going to talk about, hey, we got Shaq pictures tonight. we got some Shaq pictures in. I, we'll go over those, and uh, we'll see what uh, what we uh, can find there in our Shaq pictures. Also, we're going to talk about rescue at sea. Huey, Dewey, and Louie were rescued Monday. They were only in the water for 24 hours, but uh, they have been rescued. And, hey, I've got, later on in the show tonight, 
a perpetual motion machine that I built. Perpetual motion machine. And we're going to demonstrate it. it. It works. It's got little flaws to it, but it's working. And uh, that'll come up a little later in the show. I think you're going to like it. Um, so, uh, hey, um, I think that's about uh, all the announcements uh, we got coming up. I mean, uh, hey, Dayton Hamvich is coming up in about two weeks, two and a half weeks. Can't wait to get over to that. That's going to be fun. Come on in here, uh, Glenn. Glenn Popeil. How you doing, Glenn? Hey, I'm doing real good. I actually got home in time to do the show tonight. Didn't have to rush or nothing. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I have been, like we were talking before the show, it's like it's only two weeks before Dayton. And, I mean, it's just like the time is flying. I, I don't even have a suitcase starting to pack yet, and I have to pack days and weeks in advance otherwise i forget something because i keep going back and saying oh yeah i need that <clears throat> and then i gotta watch the weight because i've you know i'm flying this year and i'm i only have about 10 to 15 pounds of spare weight for the suitcase and i don't want to have to pay for a second suitcase so any boat anchors i'm gonna have to bring over to you and you're gonna throw them in the truck and bring them home for well, me. that's right and i want you to find some good boat anchors because you uh-huh. know i get to Dude. keep I get to keep 20% of whatever boat anchors you bring to my truck. Oh, so we're just going to take a, a saw and just cut them in half right there? Well, I, I'm going to pick out the 20% that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick out the 20% that, uh, you know, that, that I'm going to charge you with there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anything you want to bring back, I should have plenty of room. We're not going to be loaded down this year. Usually our truck is loaded to the top. Um, and we used to tarp it up, uh, you know, because it always rained on us going up there. We used to yep. tarp it up, but you know, about seven or eight years ago, I bought a uh, white topper that fit it, that fit my truck. And boy, that has really been nice to have that topper on there. Just pack everything back here. You don't worry about it getting wet or having to, you know, tarp it or anything like that. So that's that's been really great here. Yeah, so, it feels strange not to be driving this year. You know, I've driven every year. <clears throat> Yeah, until now but this year i decided you know what i'm just gonna fly and uh well you know cause otherwise i have to drive alone and that's just yeah that's just too long a trip the driving alone is is pretty tough uh i've driven it all the way myself but i've had people in the car to help talk to right. me and keep me awake and you know those kind of things and it's a it's a big help so it's a yeah, long drive for us years, it's, it's 10 hours 10 hour drive yeah. for us it's over 500 miles so yeah. Uh, you're doing the right thing by flying up there. Uh, we're going up Wednesday. We're going up to Xenia Wednesday, and uh, uh, I was hoping to get out here in the morning, but uh, my friend Ed is going with me. Uh, I think he has a grandson graduating from school or something, maybe graduating from uh, elementary school or something like that. So. You know how it is. Grandfathers have to go to the graduation ceremonies. It's at 10 o'clock yeah. Wednesday morning. So, uh, And that's okay. That's not a problem at all. We, we're in no hurry. So we probably won't get out of here until about, I'm guessing, maybe 1 o'clock on, on Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, that will be 2 o'clock uh, Dayton time. Yeah, you won't be getting in until two o'clock. 2 o'clock Dayton time. So you had 10 hours at 2 o'clock, and that puts us in about midnight. Midnight, uh, yeah, think. but you're going to stop and, you know, eat yeah. dinner along the way. So you're looking really about, you know, one, oh, man. Two, two o'clock probably. 
But that's okay. That's okay. And we'll uh, we'll go out to uh, out to the Hamvention on, on Thursday morning after we get up, get some breakfast, and uh, you know it'll uh, you know it'd be nice. Uh, we'll set our booth up out there. Uh, if anybody is going to be at Dayton this year, we're we're in Building Two, same place we were three and four years ago. Uh, building Two, and our space is twenty eight oh four. Uh, right. We only got one space this year. We usually get two spaces from them, but they cut us back to one space this year. So uh, basically, we're going to set up a minimal operation. We're going to set up our we're going to set up our banner and ice chest. And uh, hey, I'm taking the helmet cam up there in a trophy case. We're going to set that out there. Uh, that goes back uh, 20 years ago. We started webcasting Hamvention 20 years ago with the helmet cam. And there it is right there. there at Huntsville. Uh, yeah, there it is right there. And uh, we've got that in a trophy case. And we're going we're gonna to set it out there on the table so people can see it. And uh, speaking, of, speaking of it, man, this is our, I think this is our 39th year or something. Uh, here's a picture, uh, Glenn. That, here's a picture that uh, was in a newspaper, I think, 1984. Wow. And if you look, one, two, three, four, I'm the fourth person from the left. Fourth person from the left, and it was cold. It was cold then. Uh, yeah, that was we back were when they had it in April. Yeah, that yeah, was back in April then, and uh, uh, I think we have newspapers stuffed in our clothes right there to stay warm, probably. But uh, <laughs> that 1984 right there, but uh, uh, the, it hadn't the picture hadn't disintegrated yet. So we're gonna have a lot of fun. Go up there this year. We're gonna have to spend some time with ourselves and look around and. Visit with people and that, that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, let's see. You okay. know, that's the, that's the way it is for me. I mean, I didn't start going to Dayton until 2014. <clears throat> I'd been a ham <clears throat> since, you know, 73, thereabouts. And always heard about Dayton, but never really had a chance to go. And then in 2014, when I did my first book, you know, it's like, I got to go to Dayton now. And I've been going ever since. And it's like, what have I been missing all of these years? You know, it's it's just truly amazing. You well, haven't lived until you've been to Dayton. I tell you, just like anything, ham radio has changed uh, from the days that we got our license. Uh, everything has changed. Radios have changed. Hamvention has changed. I won't. I won't really say it's better or worse. Uh, it's still big. But I really enjoyed it when it was at Hera Arena. And going back, uh, you know, 40 years ago to Hera, and we went every every single year. And even though the sewer pipes exploded, and even though uh, people actually had to put tents inside the building to keep water off their stuff, um, you know, we still enjoyed it. That was still my favorite place uh, there to go. And... uh, uh, even, even you know, hey, great stories outside of just the Hamfest uh, uh, facility there. I mean, uh, w- one year a guy came in our hotel room with a gun, and uh, and uh, because we got his room that he usually right. uses, you know, that was his normal room when he comes to town. But he, he was real nice to us, and uh, he offered to uh, get us some women if we needed some women or. <laughs> he offered, they got him another room, and he offered us, if we wanted to come down to his room and bust it up, that was okay. He was a really, really nice guy, and his name was Fast Eddie. 
and he drove a Cadillac El Dorado. I think it was an El Dorado, and it had the big steer horns on the hood. Oh Lord! And he worked for—I can remember this—he worked for Phillips Petroleum. So fast, Eddie. If you're out there tonight, hello to you, our friend. Thank you for not shooting us when you came into the room and being a nice guy. All right. So, hey, we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun up there. You know, hey, we got stopped speeding coming back years ago, and people were watching us as we streamed that, and uh, uh, we were stopped doing pretty severe, 89 and a 70, and, uh, you know, we were, uh, I thought we were going to get took to jail, but uh, we got out of that one. And we had people in the chat room taking up a collection for us, you know, to get us out of jail. So, oh, man, we've had a lot of fun going up there. Uh, just uh, I've got so many stories about it, and um, it was really, really funny, man. Well, you know, Hera, you know, even as old as it was when I started going, I mean, it was still the, the thing. It was the place. The flea market was just unbelievable at Hera. And, yeah. uh you know, figuring out, it wasn't until the last year at Hera that I figured out how to get around between the various rooms, and they'd actually color-coded the drapes in the rooms. Yeah. So rather than having to remember the booth, you remembered what color the drapes were, and you can remember the area. Other than that, you know, my first year was just spent trying to figure out how to even get out of the place. It was like you know, a maze. You know, Glenn, we were we, we had a flea market space outside for maybe, I don't know, probably 30 years before, before we even went inside. And I didn't hardly go inside very much. I, I liked the outside more. I liked all the used stuff and all the unique stuff you could find. And, and yeah, the rooms, you know, yellow curtains or red curtains or whatever, you know, the yellow room or whatever. And, you know, th those years when I would try to go in the building, I'm like you. I, I didn't know how to even maneuver because all the rooms in that building all connected together with different hallways. And, right. And, 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 and even if you made a circle one time, you don't remember how you got there. You know, now right. how do I get back to the other room? You know, it was and, you couldn't figure it out. Yeah, but and after, after we moved me. inside, we moved into the yellow room. About six years ago, seven years ago, uh, right there, right behind Bob Heil there. He was in the audio alley, and you go through the little door there. We were right there at that door. Right. Great, great place. And you know what? Hey, it was pretty simple. Once we were in there a couple hours and we walked around, we learned it. It was really simple. So yeah, all those years that we were lost, I don't know. We just didn't try <laughs> hard enough, I guess. You know. Yeah, but, I mean, it was still it was amazing there. And, I mean, for me, it was the flea market. There was just so much stuff to look at and to buy. And, you know, it was just, it, I mean, somebody had given me some advice before my first trip. And it was basically, if you see something that you may want, you better buy it then. Because by the time you decide to go back and buy it, it's either gone or you can't remember where it was. That's right. And, and even though there are flea market spaces even outside here, you know, I'm going to take a, pad, a pencil and pad with me. And if I see something, I will write the spot number down. But, yeah, I, I, I still kick myself for not buying that 15-foot that missile that was standing up across yeah. from our booth. Man, I wish I'd got that 15-foot missile out there. That would have been so cool to have. Man. Well, this one year there was a guy that had, you know, one of those, uh, you know, pneumatic air guns that you know, used to shoot. Your 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 wire antennas. Yeah, yeah. 
this one was a cannon and it looked like it had a four inch barrel and i'm just thinking what antenna are we going to launch with that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was literally it was on wheels and the whole nine yards and it literally was an air cannon <laughs> it was oh, just yeah. amazing yeah. but yeah i mean but you know as far as facilities um you know, I was there when, when Hera was definitely on the way out, and I was there the year after the sewer explosion. But, you know, Hera, you know, was the place. But I tell you what, Xenia, they've done a really great job with it. I like the layout. Um, the first year, of course, they had the mud pit for the, the flea area. They really worked that to where it, it's no longer a problem. They laid out that crushed tires or crushed rubber or whatever it was, mm. uh, crushed <clears throat> asphalt maybe. But uh, the flea market has been great. Um, the buildings have been great. And every year it seems like they make some kind of an improvement uh, to the facility. Yeah. You know, so, and the whole town turns out for the, the buses, for the transport in and out. I mean, they love us there. And so... You know, you you can say, you know, I'm a Hera guy or I'm a Xenia guy, and I'd have to say I'm kind of both because you have the the history of Hera, but then you've got, you know, the Xenia is the new age. Yeah. And anyway, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is you're in 2804, and right across the, the aisle from you in 2805 is going to be Ron K9ID at uh, Gold Medal ID. It's, oh, okay. That's, uh, that's cool. Hey, I want to show you something, and I think the statute of limitations are over with. Uh, I mentioned this on the show one night a while back, but I told you guys, uh, my friend uh, Ed is going with me. We built this little device. Oh, wrong camera. Cameraman. So we built this little device up here. We call it the Enforcer. Hard to see. Enforcer. And yeah. uh, very small little it cost it costs us about six bucks to build this it has a little circuit board in the front and it actually all it is is a little 10 gig transmitter and uh <laughs> a little 10 gig transmitter and um it's got one little gas fed transistor in it and the way you, we tuned it was the cut the strip on the uh, circuit board to tune it uh to uh to the uh, radar frequency and this is what we were talking about uh we a couple of years we made we made a hundred of these and took them up there and we sold out like the first day forty bucks yeah. a piece so you know in our cargo pants we had four thousand dollars stuffed in our cargo pants holy cow on, on just these little things right here you know and uh, of course you know radar detectors nowadays uh, they don't pick up as trash like uh, they used to back then but no, uh, well they've gone laser and encoding yeah. and just all kinds of stuff so no that wouldn't yeah. work much anymore but if you look at this and we still go by the name that's that's actually built by uh, that's actually built by t and e electronics you can't see it the green screen's <laughs> getting it but t and e is uh tom tom and ed so that's, cool. a, that's a deal with it. You know, hey, you, you talk, we're talking about how this place is different, how, how uh, Xenia is different. It's probably, it's probably like when we were at, uh, at Hera. You know, we didn't know our way around in a building, and we'd get lost, and it didn't look organized. That's kind of the way it looks to me outside. It's so scattered out at Xenia. But that's because I haven't been out there and walked around and got to know the area so it's probably no different than what we went through years ago 
No, not really. Um, and the big thing is it's being, you know, it's more more spacious. So once you get outside, it's it's not as crowded. You know, yes, inside the buildings is still crowded at times. But um, once you get outside, you know, you're in the open air and, you know, it's, it's nowhere. You don't get claustrophobia. And the cool thing is all of the, the food vendors they've got there, it's just <clears throat> phenomenal, you know. The, the the choice of food is just amazing. Yeah. So, you know, the, I mean, and, and let's face it, Harry, you had like one or two vendors. You had the, um, I don't remember, it was a, was it a, a boys and girls club or, club or something that was selling the hamburgers and ice cream? And <laughs> then you had the cardboard pizzas and the, you know, you could call them hot dogs for lack of a better word. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's all that was available as a vendor there. And at Xenia, my gosh, it's it's your your typical, you know, state fair where you just have just about every food food known to man. Kind of a lot, lot like Orlando. You know, you just got yeah. so many choices for food. You know, it, it, and you know, I, that's a good comparison if you got if you've been to uh, uh Orlando or Hamcation you know, both are kind of in, a, in the, uh, uh, both inside the building and outside. They're at the fairgrounds. They're scattered out. The food was about the same at both places. They have these specialty people coming in with various food uh, trailers or whatever. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a very positive uh, thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. So, like I say, you know, yes, you know, I liked Hera and everything about it, but, for me, Xenia, you know, it has a lot going for it, and it's where the house is now. And let's look at it, you know, in another way. No matter what you thought about them having to move from Hera or whatever happened to Hera, uh, they would have had to move somewhere anyway because the tornado just flat out took Hera down. So, I mean, that just... Well, that's true, and it's hard to find something at the last-minute notice. I'm sure they've been working on that for years to move. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... That you know, everything just seemed to work out, and I mean, now there's there's definitely no going back to Hera. So, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh, what I do is I'm going to be flying in there Thursday, and uh, I've got a bed and breakfast there in Xenia. So I'm just literally a hop, skip, and a jump away from one of the bus stops, and uh, stay there. But then I'm going into uh, Fairborn that evening, uh, Thursday evening, because I hang out with the QRP Arky guys uh they have their own little uh, vendor night which is kind of a mini <clears throat> ham fest in a ballroom uh-huh. and uh now where, where is that going to be is that up in fairborn yes that's that's at the holiday inn in fairborn because i think the last time in 19 i thought there was a qrp thing there at uh, beaver creek um maybe it was something else because some of my may, uh, tommy and the other guys that went with me tommy and freddie went to it that may have been the contesters group or the D, one of the DX groups, but uh, the QRP Archie folks uh, stay at the Holiday Inn there in Fairborn, and in the ballroom <clears throat> on um, Thursday during the day they have their own set of forums during the day, and then in the evening on Thursday they have the uh, they call it Vendor Night, and it's just kind of a mini uh, swap best in in the ballroom and then on friday night they have their homebrew contest where everybody brings in their homebrew stuff and the the spectators come in and judge and whatnot 
And uh, they also have a, a contest where you take a pair of 2N2222 transistors. Yeah. And they have a contest as to who can build the most powerful amp that survives using a pair of 2N2222s. So it's, you know, you know, a lot of smoke, a lot of burning stuff up, but a lot of fun, too. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that on Friday night as well. I'm not going to be competing this year, although I have a design I kind of want to put together, but um not going to have it put together in time for this year. Yeah. But uh, so that's that's where I spend my uh, Thursday and Friday evenings. Saturday, it's kind of catch as catch can. Whoever's party I can crash is where I'm hanging out. All right. All right, well, look, hey, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and let's see what you've got here. I think you've got uh, a got QRP something. rig or something to show us, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll be, uh, we'll be right back, guys. Don't go away. And then we're going we're gonna to get into the perpetual motion machine and a lot of other things here tonight. So just stand by with us. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Be a field day leader with ICOM. Field day is Ham Radio's most popular event, and it's just around the corner. It's June 26th and 27th. More than 40,000 North American hams come together to operate remotely. Contact with nature, contact with friends. With a powerful and high-quality ICOM base station, easily cut through the pileups to get that contesting edge. Our popular IC705 portable, the IC7300, and the IC7610 SDR transceivers are the clear choice for DXers and contesters across the globe. The IC705 is a perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great outdoors and indoors. Our field day. It's a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters, and is weighing in at just under 2 pounds. It has a 4.3 inch touchscreen with a live band scope and a waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery or 10 watts with a 13.8 volt DC power supply, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, and the speaker microphone, the HM243, comes standard. The IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. It has RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, and real-time spectrum scope. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out faint signals in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digital select. 
For more information, visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur. All right, and we are back. And again, you're uh, listening to or watching Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio. Well, Glenn, let's uh, let's see what you got there. You got your stuff's always so pretty when you build it up in those little boxes, <laughs> man. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Talk All to right. us. Well, let, let me let me give a little bit of an introduction to okay. this first. Uh, at Orlando, I uh, had a nice chat with uh, AWRL, um, Dave Minster, and the the gang in the publishing area there, and we talked about uh, my next book. And oh, what we've decided to do is to create a best of uh, the Arduino for Ham Radio series where I would take uh, the projects that I like the best and that the readers like the best and I would update them um, and retweak them so they're going to be not all new projects, but they're definitely going to be upgraded. And... Uh, so that's what I'm working on now. And you've been hearing me say I'm working on stuff. I'm working on stuff. Well, I actually have two that are ready, almost ready to show. The other one's uh, the lightning detector, which is over on the other desk, still working, getting some bugs out of it. But I hope we can have that one finished this week. But now this one is, oh, wait a minute. You want, You probably want to see what's on the other end of this, right? Yeah, what's on the other end? This is a little 12-volt power brick. So that shows you how light the power demands are for this thing. And then on the other end, we have, try to get the glare out of it, we have a 40-meter CW transceiver with a TFT display. And, of course, there's the backside of it. This thing has a DDS, so it does the entire 40-meter band at, um, what is it, uh, 100 hertz, or I can go smaller than 100 hertz, can I? Yeah. Yeah. And 1 hertz increments. Um, it has RIT built in, um, a built-in keyer, uh, 5 to 35 word a minute keyer, all built in. It uses one of those Pixie transceiver boards that you can maybe see here on the bottom and then i've got the arduino mounted on this board on the side mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of like building a ship in a bottle to make it all fit into this little itty bitty case but that's a full-blown 40 meter transceiver inside a little baseball display case from hobby lobby wow that's nice you know so that's that's going to be one of the projects in the book. It's all it's waiting for now is some time on the test bench to to finish it up and uh, upgrade the code a little bit, and uh, that'll be ready to take photos and get it out the door. Okay. Well, hey, uh, I had a couple of pixies myself, and uh, I played around with them. I never really made a contact with them. Uh, I think I uh, I needed some parts here a while back, and I actually pulled the parts off the board. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I've still got two or three of those laying around. I mean, the JT65 transceiver, you know, was just, you know, totally slick to me, and it was done on a Pixie board. 
But since FTH's come along and there's no real way to update the code for that to FTH, that one's not going to be in the book. So we're just, yeah, you know, we're going to go with this this one for the the 40 meter transceiver. All right. Well, very good. All right. Well, I see my son AC5CM just logged in, so he is late. I'm going to have to give him five demerits tonight uh, for being late tonight. Oh man. That's just not good. Yep, yep. He probably forgot. He probably forgot it was Tuesday. Well, hey, hey, man, glad to see that little uh, QRP rig there. You got it. It sounds like it's got a lot of stuff built in, man. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, and it you know just shows you the power of the Arduino when you got a little Nano that's driving the whole rig. Yeah. Well, that is uh, that's that's, uh, really nice. All right, well, hey, uh, you know, I asked for some shack pictures here a couple weeks ago, and people sent me a few, and uh, I uh, thought, well, I would, uh, I'll just go over them right now. I was hoping that Katie would be back tonight, and maybe Katie would do them, but I haven't heard from Katie tonight. You know, she indicated here with me a couple weeks ago that uh, she was getting better and that uh, and she would be back at some point here, and... Uh, uh, I sent her an email today, but I did not hear back from her, so I don't know if uh, she's out or whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, we uh, we all miss Katie, and I told her that in an email today, and uh, we can't wait till she gets back. Let's uh, let's look at some shack pictures here and see what we've got here. So let's see. Oh, let's see what we got here. This is Bill Bill Roberts. He's got him a Flex 6800 there and a Yezu uh, FTDX101MP. Now, aren't you wanting a new Yezu? That's what I want. Yes, sir. The is 101 that, MP. Is that the one you want right there? Yes, sir. Well, that's a nice looking setup here. Oh, man. It is a gorgeous radio. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I thought about a Flex one time, but I don't know. I mean, uh, would I gain that much if I got a Flex? I mean, well, it, I mean, they're, they're, they're a full-up SDR, and now they've got that, uh, you know, the knobs and, and, and everything, you know, yeah. display. You know, so, I mean, if that's your thing, yes. I mean, Well, I'm my, uh, my ICOM 7610 is supposed to be SDR, you know? Yeah. I you know, know. And I'm a Yesu person. I mean, Flex yeah. is still the Cadillac of the, of the bunch, but, yeah. you know, uh, well, I've just got my heart set on the Yesu. Well, he's got a, uh, uh, Bill also has a uh, KPA 1500. I think that's an amplifier there. That's oh, the amp, yeah. Very nice setup. And look, man, he's got a night space spanner. Sp- span, yeah. Span master. A night span master. That's it on the uh, left down there. I think that's the radio that Martin Jew said he had, but he said it drifted so much he could never make a contact with it back in the <laughs> yeah. 60s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, 1963. He's got an uh, FTM 1000 DR and a Mosley uh, Pro 67C3 on 80 feet of Ron 55 tower. Hey, Ron 55 tower. He's got some nice tower up. That's some. That's a monster tower. Yeah, right he got there. some big stuff. He got some big tower up there. Let's see what else we got here. Well, let's see. Well, this is from Brian School, but Brian didn't tell me anything, so I don't know what he's got there. I have no idea. I see, I see three monitors and something there on the right side, but it's a little bit dark and can't really tell. 
I have no idea. I would take a wild guess that one of those radios might be an IC7300, but that is a wild guess. Yeah. Man, I have, I have no hard, idea. hard to tell. No idea. And if Katie was here, she'd be making up names of that stuff, you know. Yeah, we need Dwayne for this. That's right. That's right. Well, let's see. I know we, we got more than that. Let me find them. Here we go. This is from uh, Her, uh, Herman. Are you Herman? Yeah, now there you go. There's an FT-847, an FT-950. Yeah. Now he's uh, in, uh, I guess, I think he's in Germany there. That's, uh, yeah, he's a, it's D01 uh, YHN uh, Germany there. He's got the uh, Yezu equipment there. And he's got a Drake uh, RX, I mean, a uh, Drake uh, R7, R8. I'm, I'm not even reading right. I need my glasses fixed. He's got a Drake R7, receive only. That's what he's got there. But it's, it's nice the way he's got it laid out in the shelves right there. Yeah, that's not a 950, by the way. It's an FT2000, according to the text there. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah, nice, nice rig. Yep. Well, let's see. This is uh, from Michael Davis. That's pretty neat. He's kind of looks like he got it counting in a little hole in the wall there. Maybe his wife didn't give him much space, or you know, he's limited like a, on space. But it looks like he's got it. There. He's got it set up very effective there. Uh, FTDX uh, 101 uh, MP. Oh, it's a 101 MP. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Palstar uh, AT2KD. Palomar uh, 8010 off center fed antenna. Uh, he's a KI5MD down in Texas. That's uh, Michael Michael Davis. This is a neat. I, I I like the way he's set up here. Yeah. Neat and functional, and uh, I mean he's got his headphones out there, and he got his mic, and very neat, man. Very neat. And this comes to us from uh, uh, Al uh, Hodge. Uh, Al, uh, Al's got his put on shelves. Uh, FT nine ninety one A. There it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Linko uh, five seventy TR. He's got MFJ nine thirty nine C tuner. Uh, he's got a pyramid twenty five amp power supply there, and an IC twenty three forty for APRS. He's uh, that's W three HDG, and uh, it's kind of kind of neat there. He's he's got it. Nice Got a neat compact, station set up. Yeah. Yep. Jim. Jim Duggar. N4MXZ. Uh, Jim tracks our balloons. Jim is usually in the top five or top ten worldwide in Whisper. Uh, he has uh, started uh, uh, working on, with Whisper a lot, trying to... Uh, uh, I guess become number one in the world, and he's doing pretty good. He can usually hear our balloon when other people can't hear it. But uh, uh, let's see, he's got a, a GD77 DMR handy talkie, an LK500 uh, amp. I said a Nye Viking MBVA. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. What that is? RSP1A. That's the. Uh, uh, SDR receiver, I think. 
homebrew uh, homebrew uh, VLF pre-selector. Uh, he's got a Flex 5000A MFJ uh, 1025. And sure, microphones there. Got a J47 key. A lot of people like that key. And he's got his computers there: Raspberry, Raspberry Pis, Dell, Dell Optiplex, and Dell Latitude. So he's got a nice, clean, laid-out station there. Yep. And Lon Powell, Lon Power, Powell, uh, IC7300 into an eight-band long wire. Uh, let's see, what's it say? Is it Trash 1802? I'm not familiar with that is Trash 1802 into a Ringo Ranger at 40 feet. So that's some type two-meter uh, equipment, I guess he's talking about there. Uh, but that's cool. I don't recognize the 1802. I don't either. And uh, this is from uh, Jamie Harper, VE9GOM, Icon 7300. You know, that's a very popular radio, that 7300. Yeah, it is. FT990. Uh, Yezu uh, FTDX 400. A Dentron uh, amplifier, MT3008. That Dentron, that's a good amp, too. Yeah. Maritron AL81. No, AL, that's an AL811H. Uh, I had one of those. That's the four-tube uh, 811 uh, amplifier from uh, right. Maritron. Astron Supply. And... Uh, a, what's this thing? Sample, Samplex power supply. I'm not familiar with that one. Don't like know what that is. Like a over there on the right or something similar. But it's really neat the way it's got it all laid out and stacked up here. And, yeah. Uh, nice and neat and uh, operate, operational there. Yeah. And we've already been there. We've already been there. Let's see. I got one more here. I got one more here. There we go. That is me. And uh, I've got a little uh, uh, Alpha 86 amplifier there, there, there on the left. And uh, let's see, in this picture, in this picture, I think uh, going left to right is the Alpha 86. And then I think that transceiver on the bottom there next to the Alpha is a FT991. Uh, my son's got that right now. And then uh, next to it, I've got a uh, ICOM 7610. Next to it, a 7300. And then at the very end there on the bottom shelf, I've got a, uh, a Meritron AL80B. That's a nice little amp with a 572, not a 572. Uh, I forget what tube it's got in it. What, what, what it's an AL80B. Uh, it's a single tube. It's the... Maybe it's a five. Is it a five seventy two? Yeah. There's a five seventy two B tube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's it's got a five seventy two in it. I always liked that tube. It's a. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty five hundred C. That kind of uh, little uh, um, uh, alpha amp I've got there on the end. Uh, it's it's uh, it's continuous coverage from one sixty down to like ten meters. Uh, in between the band switches, like in between eighty, forty, twenty, it's got a switch that says A, B, C. So it's uh, full coverage on all the bands, uh, all the HF bands. 
and even even in between the bands there. And that thing will run. That thing will run like easily a kilowatt with a brick on a key for a month, and you'll never know it. And I'm running it on 110. It'll run a whole lot more power than that. But uh, that's yeah. a that's a nice little amp uh, right here. On the top, oh, and let's see, underneath the shelf area, a couple two meter and uh, 440 rigs. Uh, there's a 220. There's an link. Let's see, maybe it's an Alinko 220 down on a, under the shelf on the very right end. Uh, not many manufacturers of 220 equipment out there. Then up on top, I've got a TS uh, 570 there. I think I've replaced that with a TS 2000 now uh, on the bench. I mean, on the workbench there, and I've got a Astron power supply there and a cross needle uh, MFK watt meter and that's kind of and that's that vibraplex key there that uh, in my hand uh, my mom and dad got me that when i was 16 years old that was the vibraplex deluxe i think that thing probably cost about 35 dollars back in 1964 yeah. uh but uh man you, you know you buy that key now it's 200 300 dollars i think yeah wow. i mean i i bought one of that exact same model in like 1977 or thereabouts yeah I paid yeah. forty or fifty bucks for it, but like you say now, yeah, you know, forget forget it. They're they're two hundred bucks to start. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So let's see. We're moving right along here. We'll be opening up the phone lines or, or the the uh, Zoom lines for people to join us here in a little while. Uh, next on my list. Um, oh. Hey, let's jump into the perpetual motion machine. I'm, I'm sure everybody has been waiting to see the perpetual motion machine. I've been working on this for some time now, and uh, uh, almost got it working. It's got a few defects you'll see uh, in the operation. It's a little de- some defects. It's a little wild. Uh, the thing kind of goes crazy at times. So I, I took it in the kitchen where I'd have more room to work on it and demonstrate it because. If I uh, if I if I turned that thing on here in my ham shack, I, I would I would have steely balls going everywhere. Uh, either <laughs> I wouldn't find them, or they might punch a hole through something. So anyway, we moved it to the kitchen. So let's go. Let's take a look at the let's look at the uh, perpetual motion machine that's coming up right now. Those little steel balls wouldn't last more than two minutes in my house. Yeah. Well, it says do not eat them. You know. No, these the demons will be playing with them. Yeah. All right, I think we're about ready here. Hey guys, you know, I told you at the beginning of the show, uh, I've been working on my new perpetual motion machine. Well, here it is. It is not perfected yet, and it's going kind of crazy. So. The main thing is you got to take these uh, steel balls out of your antenna rotor, just about the right size. So it gets you about four or five of these uh, steely balls, we call them. And then we're going to see if we can't tell that the uh, the object here is going to be, we're going to drop them in here, and they're going to go round and round, but they're going to fall through this little hole. They're going to pick up some speed coming down through here, and they're going to jump up like this, and they're going to land back in this little thing right here. And they're going to uh, keep just circulating over and over and over. So we're going to try with one first and see if it stays in there. And if we got things adjusted kind of right here, 
we'll we'll put all five in here now. I have to warn you that it starts throwing these balls everywhere around in the room, and uh, I'll be chasing them. So here we go. Let me just make sure this is all right. Here we go. All right. The flux capacitor is almost up to 1.2 gigawatts. All right, here we go. We're going to drop our first one in. Look at there. Hey, it worked. It worked again and again. And again. Oh. Okay. So, hey, I think we're going to work here. Let's try again. Up. Oh. Malfunction. Malfunction. Try again. Two, three, four, five, six. Up. Oh. I think we about set a record. Okay. We're going to go for the big time now. We're going to put all five in here. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, probably a disaster. Here we go. Well, that didn't work very well. Uh, but, look at that. Okay. Here we go. We're going to try again. Oh, all right. We're going to try again. Here we go. Oh, gee. Okay, well, that's enough. That's enough of that. You can see the perpetual wash machine needs a little work. I think it has something to do with the kinetic energy that we're generating right here. <clears throat> These balls just don't seem to be going in the right place all the time. And uh, so, you know, we're gonna work on it. We'll, uh, we'll improvise and make some improvements to it. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. Perpetual motion machine, guys. All right, so um, there you go, guys. You know, perpetual motion there was you. The show. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I've been working on my new perpetual motion. There we go. Well, our our audio was perpetual motion. <laughs> yeah, I I think it kept you in perpetual motion catching the ball. Yeah. Uh, so it hadn't been perfected yet. You know. Uh, I cannot take full credit. Uh, some Chinese guy invented it, I think, or sent me the parts. Um, I've got the instructions here. Uh, the instructions really are very clear on how to make it work. Um, so listen to this. If the steel ball falls outside the perpetual motion machine, please fix the main part of the perpetual motion machine with one hand. So that's the instructions on how to fix it if the balls fall outside. Now, if the steel ball cannot jump, please fix the main part. I guess you got to know what the main part is. Please fix the main part of the perpetual motion machine with one hand. So uh, the instructions are pretty clear that you use your hand to fix it. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds a lot like the uh, the Pixie transmitter instructions yeah yeah it does and you know uh glenn uh, i'm sure you've seen this i don't think uh they know what the word solder is everything is weld oh it's welded yeah oh, yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's yeah. where you have to use one of those big, you know, foot-long irons that are, you know, that big around. You got to weld it, man. You got to weld it, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, maybe more to come later on the perpetual motion machine. I thought that just might be kind of fun for people to watch me chasing those balls all around the kitchen. And really, <laughs> the only way I found one of them, the only way I found one of those balls was to step on it. Okay? Yep. That's how I found one of them. Uh, and those balls, uh, Glenn, they remind me, they're just about the same size as in my ham rotor that I need to take down and clean yeah. up, you know. Yeah, use them for bearings yeah. and, the, and the rotor when you're all done. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're moving right along. We're right on time tonight, man. We're about six minutes before we open up uh, Zoom. Hey, uh, so let me tell everybody uh, about what's happening here with uh, with uh, W5KUB110. That thing was flying so good. We don't know what happened. It was flying really, really well. And um, we were just about to make our third lap. We were, we just come out of China. We were going across Korea. And um, things were looking really good. Uh, but uh, it went to sleep that night on the coast of Korea. And we never heard from it again. So I waited. You know, it's not unusual. Sometimes these things go to sleep for a day or two days, or they get into an area where it can't get a signal out. But uh, I was pretty sure that was not the case here. I think we went down. There's one other thing that is suspicious for me. We were for 30, 34 days. Our solar voltage has been 3.6 volts, start to end, every single day for 30. Five, 34 days or something the last day or two our solar voltage was right at 3.2 volts so i don't know what that means if that has anything to do with it we we possibly may have had uh, an electronic failure or something it may still be flying i do i do not know it may still be flying but you broke a solar cell or Broke a wire for solar cells or something. I bet something happened with the solar cells. And, you know, I tried to uh, eliminate that or uh, the engineer for that um, to ensure that it has the mechanical strength where those cells are not going to break up there. They're very fragile, but I've got them mounted where they shouldn't break. So I don't know. Um, I'm really surprised how well this little tracker built under a microscope works in minus 40 degree celsius temperature um you know you you hear stuff not working when it's hot and not working when it's cold uh, this thing is really taking some beatings up here and they've all everyone we've flown has always always worked well and uh but i always wonder about maybe a cold solder joint or or something like that going on you know or maybe it's even just a chip just stops working. Yeah. Well, it's just fluttering there in the wind. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, some of the most of these chi these chips we're using up there, they're rated down to minus forty Celsius, and th that's exactly where we're running up there. Maybe a little colder. So, anyway, so what we're gonna do? Hey, and and guess what, guys? It could come back and start operating. I mean, wouldn't it be a big surprise a week from now? It started reporting, and it's over Russia or somewhere. I mean. It's possible. Uh, there are several of these balloons right now that have actually gone uh, out of sight for like a week or 10 days or two weeks, and then they'll show back up. Uh, but that's especially when you get up in the northern uh, latitudes up around, you know, the Arctic 
circle that they don't they get stuck up there and don't communicate well uh so it's possible this thing could come back on so uh we're going to keep the uh we're going to keep the systems running down here on the ground another four or five days that communicates with it in case it does come back alive we'll see that so uh we're planning uh, uh i'm gonna be helping bill i've been invited by bill uh to uh, be a part of the pico balloon forum at dayton on friday at 11 o'clock friday and uh, bill always launches uh a few balloons there outside after the forum but they're aprs balloons the thing about the APRS balloons is the, you tie the tracker right below the balloon, just a matter of a, a, a foot below the balloon. Uh, our whisper tracker, I have, to t- I have to tie the whisper tracker 17 feet below the balloon, and then the antenna hangs another 17 feet below that. So we've got a footprint of about 35 feet there when this thing launches. Now, the problem with Dayton is, it's very crowded outside there. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, there's buildings, uh, light poles, power lines, and the wind is usually blowing about 30 miles an hour out there. And uh, when we launched in 2019, uh, and if you guys want to watch our launch, just go to YouTube and type in uh, W5KUB astronaut launches balloon. We had our astronaut friend launch our balloon out there. And uh, we thought, what better way to launch a balloon and, and beat these other guys than to have a real full-fledged astronaut launch ours? Well, the other guys launched three balloons before us, and they all took off slowly, but they cleared the power lines. And uh, our astronaut friend, who is an aerospace engineer, his first launch, it did a kamikaze nosedive. It looked like it was going up so pretty, man, and it just turned upside down and went straight down, and it wrapped around a mirror on an RV. He relaunched it. He relaunched it, and it wrapped around a power line uh, about uh, 300 feet downrange. But then it came undone. It unwrapped, and it took off. So um, Bill will be launching those balloons, and we're going to launch our, we hope we launch our Whisper Balloon. The problem is, it's a difficult launch, especially with the wind and with the obstacles. The APRS trackers, you might can get them up. Uh, the chances are getting ours up is very much reduced. So, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to try our best to, to uh, launch at the same time. And uh, people can follow all the balloons just by going to APRS and putting in, you know, all three or four call letters with a comma between them. And you can actually see all the balloons that we launch on the same screen. And uh, it was kind of funny at 19 when we were watching them. It it was kind of like a horse race. We had four balloons moving up there. We would move in front for a minute, and the next time somebody else would move in front of us. And it was just kind of like a race. So uh, uh, you'll be able to see all the balloons at one time. So uh, we'll be launching, hopefully we'll be launching um, W5KUB-111 uh, at, uh, at Hamvention, we hope. All right. I'm going to open up the Zoom for our people out there that want to join us. 
We're going to go into the next segment, Amateur uh, Radio Roundtable. By the way, Amateur Radio Roundtable is semi-over. People used to complain the show was too long. So we're going to officially say our Amateur Radio Roundtable is over right now. But guess what? We're going to go another hour. We're going to go another hour, and we're going to call this the second hour the After the Show Show because we have a two-hour spot on International Shortwave. And uh, so we're going to go another hour here and see if some of our regulars want to join in with us. And uh, also, uh, if you haven't been on here before, click on the link, join us. We'd love to have you. And uh, let me put that link out here. And you will actually be on the show. We'll keep the stream up. We'll keep the stream up and going, and so you'll be on Zoom. You'll be on the show, and people watching the show will be able to see you and hear you uh, if they're not on, on Zoom. So there's the link right there. Who do you bet is going to come in first? Uh, Glenn, who do you think will be on here first? Oh, I'd have to say Charlie. I would say Charlie's going to be I was going to say Charlie's going to be on here. There's Charlie. There he uh, is. Yep. WD8IOL in the chat room is asking, are the ants going to be at Hamvention to sign autographs? Are the ants going to be there? Uh, they might. If we could get them back from Mexico in time, uh, they're going to, well, I mean, not from Mexico. Let me see. I've got a picture here uh, for the ants. You know, they went down. They went down in the uh, Sea of Japan, and uh, they're going to stop. They're stopping off in, in Hawaii for a few days for R&R before coming back. We're only about two weeks away from Hamvention, but they may, uh, they may be with us at Hamvention. And um, if so, you'll get to meet Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And, uh, you know, we've got, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the the things that Huey, Dewey, and Louie have. They've come up with a new T-shirt. Let me see if I can find the T-shirt here. One of our viewers, one of our, uh, one of our viewers, here we go. One of our viewers mentioned that if we'd sold the T-shirts that we would, uh, you know, there they are. There's your Huey, Dewey, and Louie t-shirt, W5KUB110 right there. The journey continues, and there they are. That is the that is the platform that they were flying on right there. They're standing on it there. Maybe they stepped too hard and broke a, broke a solar panel. I, I don't know, but uh, get your Huey, Dewey, and Louie shirts there. Uh, we should have about 3,000 of them at Dayton, so you know, if you want a Huey, Dewey, and Louie shirt... Uh, uh, we should have plenty. Just come on by our booth, 2804. And let's see. Bill's in there. Charlie was the first one to join us. Charlie, how's it going? Oh, hello, everybody. Hey, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, man. How you doing, Charlie? Very well. Um, couldn't, couldn't join last week. Yeah. But... Um, uh, good today. Uh, no camera here in this okay. computer, but I'm here tonight. Okay. Uh, let's see. How do I add? Let's see. Well, we've already got a bill. Uh, there's a bill in here. Bill's in here. W8LV. LV. I need to get me a bigger monitor. Uh, for all you guys out there, this is what I. This is what I'm looking at right here. I. I'm, I'm looking at Zoom over here on this uh, this PC way over there. And, of course, I've got chat room over here, chat room and hex there. And over here we've got Facebook and YouTube up. And then 
this is our uh, broadcast uh, system we've got right here. So that's kind of in, uh, you know, then we work all the little sliders and stuff here. And that's why it looks like sometimes not, I'm not paying attention to you guys, but I, I really am. But uh, there's a lot here. Our, our, we had to lay off our engineering staff during COVID. Uh, yeah, we had to lay off eight engineers, so I'm having to do it all myself. I heard it because you weren't paying them enough. Well, I gave them all a raise right before. You know. I gave them, <laughs> gave them uh, extra money over what they were making here. All right. Well, you, got it. you got that so crowded, I doubt I could even come over and co-host. Well, you can do it. You can do it. Look, hey, there's, there's plenty of room, right? Well, let me get a different camera in here. Where's the other camera? There you go. So you can sit up. Well, you can sit right here, right here next to me here in Studio A. Yeah. Right there. Well, I do have to get with you to do those surface mount. Yeah. Jumps. Well, come on by. We'll uh, we'll do them. Hey, I got me some new glasses this week, and uh, I can see a little bit better now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we we can do. I don't do have them. the hands to do. Well, surface mount. <laughs> Well, no, all you got to do is all you got to do is rub bad. a little uh, rub a little uh, uh, flux in there and throw some solder at it, and hopefully it just sticks to where it needs to stick. You know. Yeah, I got I got a pair of of tick sized chips that I need to solder on the carrier, and gonna need to use your microscope and stuff to do it because I don't have anything. All right, that'll, that'll all do right. that. Well, whenever you want to, just uh, let I'll me come be on. sometime after Dayton. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, hey, this used to be typical of Dayton back in when it was in April right here. Uh, you know, uh, it was in April for many years, and it was much colder in April. It warmed up a little bit in May, and they moved it to May. But, uh, hey, Glenn, see that stuff on a table right there? Yeah. You still see that very same stuff on somebody else's table when oh, every yeah. year. I mean, every there, year when you go back. There's an HW you know? 101, it looks like, right there. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You see that same stuff every year. Like you say, it's just a different table. Yeah. And, oh, man. But the thing is, every year somebody brings some really different cool junk. Well, that's like right. I think, I think the last year at Hera, a guy had a whole truckload of laboratory microscopes. Oh, that would be cool. You know, and oh, there's some absolutely amazing stuff every year. Yeah, yeah. Well. So, I mean, you never know what you're going to find out in that flea market. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've got a nice big uh, trophy case that the helmet cam is in the trophy case. So, uh, we'll be uh, setting it there on our table. And um, a little sign in here. I think it says the first year we webcasted Hamvention was 2002. And you know, I'm just looking back. That's 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, a lot has changed <clears throat> since then. If you look at that camera right there, that was not a high-quality camera. And uh, we didn't have very good quality internet back then either 20 years ago. Now, now I remember seeing you at Huntsville with that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know who you were back then, but I remember seeing the guy in the helmet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very All cool. Right. Hey, Bill. Well, come, come on in here, Bill, and talk to us. Yeah, hello there. How you doing? Hello there. Okay, man. Uh, I got a face for radio, you know. So. Well, that's say? all right, man. 
<laughs> Place for radio. Well, we're sure looking forward to uh, Amvention. Are, are you are you going up there? I guess you'll be there. You're you're an eight, aren't you? Yeah. So oh close. yes, yes. It only it only takes me about maybe an hour and a half to get over there. It's it's just close enough that I just really don't need to get a room. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, nice. I I know what you mean. I know what you mean here, man. Yeah. Well, come by and see us. We're going to be in and out of our booth there, uh, twenty eight oh four, right there in building two. Uh, you know, where building two connects to building three, there's a walkway, a covered walkway. And we're right inside building two, right here at that walkway, at that door. So, uh, you know, I was talking to Glenn earlier about what to bring. I'm thinking about throwing a box fan in here, you know. Um, uh, May In May, it can be cold, guys. It can be snowing on us up here, but I want to tell you something. I'll tell you something. Three years ago, four years ago, it was so hot there that we went to Walmart and bought three box fans and brought them back and put them, uh, you know, in our booth. So I might take a fan with us just, just in case, Glenn. Yeah, and then like the year before at Harris, it was almost snowing. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, so you never know what. Now, while you're talking about where you're going to be, I'm actually going to be on the other side of the room from you. For a couple hours uh, on Friday and another on Saturday uh, with the AWRL folks over uh, in their Meet the Author area, signing books and just a general talking to folks over on that side of the building. So if you get bored talking to Todd, you can come over to that side and talk to me. Okay. But yeah, I don't know what to pack in terms of jackets, sweaters, raincoats. You know, <clears> I can <throat> bring one whole suitcase just for weather gear and i'd still get it wrong well yeah i'll, I'll tell you moving from uh moving from april to may i don't know if it helped a whole lot as far as weather i mean they can have almost the same weather in uh in may they do in april man yeah you know when these fronts cold fronts and stuff it. come through uh but yeah hey we man we used to take so much clothes up there we'd take shorts we'd take rain gear we'd take long johns uh Parker coats, oh, uh, hats, uh, boots. We'd, I, I, I'd carry boots, you know, and uh, and you know what? You you would use all that in the same weekend. Yeah. The same weekend, you'd use all those clothes, man. Thankfully, that uh, first year in Xenia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully, that first year in Xenia, I did bring a set of boots, and you you've got a you've got a video of me from that year back in your archives. Yeah. That uh, I was out in the flea market. There was no way I was going to miss the flea market. All right, that was the first and year. That was the first year they moved to Xenia. I had calf length boots, and the mud was up to my kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, and it got really <laughs> bad out there. It got really, oh, yeah. really bad. Yeah, yeah. But they, no, they they've worked on that and fixed that, and you know it's been really <laughs> good ever since. But yeah. yeah, like I say. I don't have the truck with me this year, so it's what I can fit in a suitcase. And it's like, okay, do I bring a sweater, a jacket, a raincoat? Yes. Well, then I don't have any room for clothes, and I definitely don't have any room to bring stuff home. This is not going to work. That's Ohio. You know, uh, <laughs> this this week I've turned my air conditioning and heating on. I've, like, flipped back and forth, like, four times. Yeah. Hey, I'm just south of Memphis, and I'm virtually doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. 
pull up a, if I can get it, if I can find it here, uh, it's going to pull up a map of a uh, parking map. Here we go, building three, building one, building six, <coughs> building overview. Let's just take a look at what we've got here. There we go. And let me see if I can adjust this a little bit. Uh, that ought to work. Do that right there. Okay. So, there at Xenia, we got three large buildings right here. Building one, two, and three. We're in building number two right here. And building number three is to the right, but there's a little covered walkway. If you can see the, uh, you can see the mouse. That's the covered walkway. Our booth is right there, yeah, which is a really nice spot here. All the food vendors and people are going to be outside here in the center. There's a flagpole there. Yeah, normally right across from the exit there is where the uh, pork chop sandwich folks are. Yeah, there'll be a lot of food out here in this area. So you got three. Large buildings here, and then you come down a little, little. Then they got some smaller buildings. You got the Hertz building, the Volta building, uh, and they put up a big tent over here on on the side here. These buildings are pretty small. That's that's the part that I have not adjusted to yet. You've got people in these little small buildings, and um, that's know, also it, where they have the the drop off for the uh, raffle tickets. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. So there's a new building now too, I think. Yeah, it used to be the furniture outlet. Yeah, and that was right. Uh, well, I think that was this that's building. The, that's the Volta building. I yeah. think that's the Volta building. Yeah. That's now, a new uh, building. A couple years ago, we were in. Well, we, the first year we went, we were in the Hertz building here, and uh, the last uh, few years we've been there, they moved us in a building two there, which I like a lot better. Yeah. All right. So so you got your forms here. Forms uh, right outside the, uh, the center plaza there. I think, I think this is a tent behind here. Yes, that's that's a well, big tent. Well, it doesn't area. show it. It doesn't show as a tent, but that's where the tent was last year. The right. big tent was right in that area. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and where we're going to launch, where we'll be launching the balloons, we'll, we'll we'll have the form in one of these rooms here, and then we'll launch the balloons. Right here, about where the mouse is, and uh, you've got flea market spaces. All you got trucks and cars all parked out here. Yeah, that's that's going to get interesting. It's pretty narrow here. You got power lines down here, and usually it goes that way. Um, so when is your time to launch balloons? What is that? When is your time actually going to be to launch balloons? I guess it'll be. Depends, uh, right? it, it will be after the at the end of the forum. The forum, I think, is from eleven to twelve, maybe something like twelve thirty. I think it's eleven to twelve. Is it uh, on which day? On Saturday? On oh, Friday. It'd be on Friday. On Friday. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So after that, we'll be going out. I, I think, I think Bill said, he, you know, they're going to give me like ten or fifteen minutes. I, I thought it was a little more than an hour there. So, but. Uh, uh, I can I can narrow mine down to fifteen or twenty minutes, and then uh, we'll go outside and try to launch. Now, if we think we can launch, we're going to go ahead because Bill will be gassing up uh, his balloons 
right after the forum, he, he usually he goes into another little room there and puts gas in them and weighs them. And he has to do that inside because if the wind is blowing any, you can't measure the the ground weight that you put in the balloon because the scale's going everywhere. So he'll be doing that right after uh, the uh, right after the forum. We will probably and uh, uh, we will probably gas up our balloon the night before uh, at the hotel and bring it in because I probably won't have time to go through and gas uh, ours up uh, there at at uh, Dayton. Plus uh, uh, there at the Hamvention. Plus Hamvention probably would not lot not want me to bring hydrogen out there. You know, Bill Bill's going to be bringing helium out there. But um, we're uh, we're taking hydrogen with us, so that that'll be uh, a big difference. So we'll just do that the night before, and then have it ready, and just bring it out there and let it go. If the weather looks good, now if we How do see you the weather, the hydrogen, Tom. I, I'm sorry. How do you generate it? We uh, don't generate it; we buy it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you might do the, you know, throw a little bit of aluminium into no, some acid. No, you know, uh, people people in the balloon uh, uh, hobby, they, they try to generate their own. It's almost impossible to get the, the enough gas you want. Plus, uh, it it has moisture in it. You'd have to somehow strip all the moisture out. and uh, 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 You'd have to pass through steel wool or something. Then. Yeah, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's a difficult thing to make and... Actually, you know, uh, uh, hydrogen gas is a lot cheaper than helium. Helium is a rare element on Earth. They're not making any more of it. and yep. uh, But hydrogen, they are. Use, you know, everything has hydrogen in it. it. We use it in MRIs, and there's nothing else. There's no other substitution for it. Yeah. Uh, when it's gone, it's gone. That's right. That's right. Once yep. it goes up, uh, it goes out through the... I don't know. Goes out the hole in the ozone layer, I guess, and it goes out into space. It doesn't come back. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I'm 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 a post a link again. We need some more people to join us here. Let me post a link. I think do we just got somebody? Adam. Adam's joining. Let's see what Adam has to say here. Oh, Adam, Adam. Come in, Adam. wonder if that's one Adam 12. Come in. Come in, Adam. Come in, one Adam 12. Hello. Yeah, maybe he's Adam 13. Some people probably in the chat room don't even know what I'm talking about when I say one Adam 12. Oh, good heavens. Yeah. That must have been, what, 20 years ago or more? I don't know. Oh, man. my gosh. Oh, it's a little, yeah. More like 30. Maybe I was going to say, let's go 40, because it was the 70s, folks. Oh, was it? Yeah. 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 Right. Yes. There, there is, that, is that, hey, Adam, how you doing? He's, I think he's trying to find his audio. It ran out on him. Did it? Jump in here, Adam. Say something. He muted? He no, he's tell. not muted, but I think he's he's trying to find a microphone that works, or his mic's turned yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what like he's doing. That. Okay, all right. Because he, we're, your picture's not switching to you, Adam, uh, as long as you're not talking. So, yeah. 
Well, Keith here in the chat room says he's, Adam he's twelve. Adam twelve reruns are still on. Yeah, they, they they are. They are. Yeah, but I I remember it had to have been before nineteen eighty because uh, Randolph Mantooth, who played in Adam twelve, uh, starred in uh, Battlestar Galactica nineteen eighty. So we know it had to be the seventies for Adam twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that seems that seems great because I. You know, so and and let's do the math here. The seventies was like by eighty, you know, that was uh forty two mm. years ago. So 30. let's say it was forty five years ago for Adam twelve. And don't oh. make me go look it up beyond that. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't no twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Adam, you uh you came in here for a second, but then your audio went out. Are you still there? He's he's trying to figure out he's his still, audio, I think. He's still working on his audio. Just just jump in here when you get your audio working. You know, somebody asked me uh, the other day in the chat room about this PR40 microphone right here. If it was on a vibration-free stand, and no, it's not. Um, it's, the, the mic's not even on right now. I, oh, I use it for show. That should work. There he is. I, there there I, we I, go. I, He's got audio. Okay. Stand by a second. So, so... Uh, so, I, I, Bob, Bob Heil sent me this mic to use. All right, let's see. Adam, I think you need to mute. You need to mute the sound on the video. I have a lag between the video and audio. Yeah, you need to, you need to, mute, the, you need to mute the audio on the video player. There we go. I think you got it. Okay. So, so somebody asked about this. You know, Bob, Bob Heil, a great friend of mine, and uh, he, man, he, 20 years ago when we started out, we were using cheap uh, computer microphones, you know, dollar thirty nine microphones and stuff. And Bob, uh, Bob uh, gave us some uh, PR, PR uh, 35 microphones. That's the Pro microphone. And uh, let's see, I've got them, I got them right here. And the thing about the Pro microphone. There, there is some great microphones and uh, the uh, the PR35 and Bob always Bob always uh, used to uh, tell a story. This is the microphone that Charlie Daniels uses, uh, Carrie Underwood uses. And I just told Bob, I said, Bob, someday, man, when you tell that story, say also that's the microphone that Tom uses. You know, so just wanted to make sure everybody understands. So anyway. Anyway, so, you know, hey, these were great mics. We used them for a long time. They sound really good. Uh, they're uh, XLR. You know, the cable comes from them. Uh, but they're heavy. And, um, but we found uh, that uh, we, we and, and we have bought some wireless systems. Uh, they have, uh, like, four-channel wireless systems. You know, we've got, we've got hand mics like this. And uh, let's see, let me, we've got hand mics like that, and we've got also lapel mics. So I like the lapel mic uh, uh, much better because it's very consistent with audio. Let me show you. Uh, somebody says, why aren't you using this PR40 right here? I'll show you why. I'm going to turn my lapel mic off. My lapel mic is off. All right, so. I'm on a PR40 right now. It probably sounds pretty good, I'm guessing. But here's yeah, the, the audio is outstanding. Yeah, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm having to lean over and talk right into this mic. 
So look what happens when I when I look what happens. Yeah, you dropped about 50, 75%. Then you hear me, you know? So if I be in a mic all time, but now I got the lapel mic on. Now watch this. Hello, testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. Hello, one, two, three. I can even go out to the mailbox and you still hear me. So I really like the lapel mics for, for this. Um, but the PR40 is a good mic, but uh, we're just just not really using it for the show. Hey Adam, you got you got your sound fixed now. Every show has to have a big mic. There you go. I've got an NRAD over here, but. The boom doesn't reach. I'm I'm trying to uh, figure out why I can't hear you guys through Zoom. Well, uh, okay. Well, maybe you're not hearing me now at all. But uh, if you are, it's about a 30-second delay. I don't know. In your preferences, in preferences in Zoom, you're going to have to select. Make sure your audio and your your speakers. I hear it through the YouTube stream. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the 30-second delay. If you look on your uh, mute button. You'll see the up arrow. If you click that, you get to select a speaker, and it may be selected to a set of speakers that aren't hooked up or aren't working or, in my case, a signal link, things like that. They may just have to walk through the various selections until you find one that works. All right. Hey, does anybody, anybody out there need a, what is this, bio, you know, power or battery, 12-volt, 20-amp? Uh, with charger, that's about a two hundred and twenty dollar battery. I won that at the Memphis uh, Free Fest here a couple weeks ago. I don't have any use for it, so I man, maybe I need to take it out to Dayton and sell it. Think somebody buy it? Think I can get a hundred bucks for it? One hundred twenty? Oh yeah, somebody buy it there. I mean, that's that's the thing about Dayton that if you're going to sell something, that's the place to sell. Yeah, yeah. I need to, I need probably need to take that up there then. Oh, by the way, did you see where they announced the attendance for Orlando Hamfest the other day? Oh, uh, I did, but I don't remember it. Yeah, they said there was nineteen thousand, and in you know previous years wow. it was twenty-two thousand. So that really wasn't that bad of attendance down there. Yeah, that's good. I wonder what we're gonna have. I'm hoping you have a full house, which is typically what uh, twenty-six, twenty-seven thousand. Well, you know, they the last time uh, in 2019, I think on Sunday they opened the doors. And it was free; you come in free. Do you remember that, Glenn? Yeah. So, but I think they still got a count. Uh, maybe they gave people tickets when they came to the door. I I don't know. But, yeah, that's uh, that's they're doing the same thing this year. I think you you get in free on Sunday, but you still need to go get a ticket because yeah. they, they need it that they can count for how many people are there yeah that'll help him get a more accurate count for for his coming but that's kind of neat uh, the uh, hamvention is free on sunday you just come in here and go to the go to the ticket window and they give you a ticket and you come in and uh that's that's kind of cool now we're not going to be there on sunday we're gonna we're gonna leave sunday morning from the hotel and head back uh, to memphis we got a 10-hour yeah. drive my flight is sunday morning as well yeah i gotta go to work on monday yeah 
Yeah, I got I got to get to this retired thing that you guys got going on. Yeah, but I, I still got a couple years to go before I can play that. Well, retirement retirement life, you'll like it. You'll like I'm it. I'm looking forward to it if I can get there, but. You know, right now, between work and, and the books and stuff, I just don't have time to sneeze. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then, oh, yeah, the demon's right here. Uh, we're going to a cat show over in Huntsville in June. So, you know, got cat shows going on at the same time. All right. And then, of course, got to get ready for the, the Huntsville Ham Fest in August. It's hard to believe how fast the time is flying right now. Yep. I mean, think about it. You know, Huntsville is only four months away. Or three months. Yeah, not 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 far yeah. away. It, no usually comes, it usually comes pretty quick after a hamvention. Yeah. Uh, Keith in the chat room says he'll give you a hundred dollars for that battery, but you'll either need to ship it or he'll pick it up in Dayton. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have to. I'll have to think that offer over and see. Um, I think. Uh, I, again, it's brand new. I hadn't even got it yet. Uh, the guy picked it up. I, I won it. I didn't have to be there, so a friend of mine picked it up, and um, I'll, I'll try to get it before then. I don't think I would use it on anything. I mean. I've got home generator now. Uh, you know the the UPS I run uh, with the video cart. Man, I don't think I'd want to run this battery on that UPS because that UPS tries to charge it, and that would not be good. We might we might blow something up. You know, if you don't yeah. use if you don't use the right charger for that battery. Now you've got to use a, that charger for that battery. Yeah, so it comes with I mean, the it's charger. It's a nice battery, but I'm kind of like you. Is you know, for the most part, I've downsized to little things like this. I don't need. I've got big batteries down here on the UPSs and stuff. Well, it's amazing how much power that you can get in a little LiPo battery now. I've got oh, some yeah. LiPo batteries where we tried to use on the trackers, and they're down in the four, th two grams, four grams. Yeah, and uh, oh, that's a gorgeous battery. They I mean, would I'm, power, I'm, you know, those little those little uh, lipos would power the tracker eight nine hours during the night if it just wasn't too cold up there. So that's a, that's yeah. the problem with that. But yeah, I'll have to look at that battery and see. I I think I looked it up, and of course, I saw it, um, I think two twenty nine or something like that with the charger. That's yeah, probably it, that's probably the high battery. end. That's probably the high end. You might can buy that battery from. I don't know wherever you, wherever you buy them, you you could probably buy it for 179 bucks, something like that. Yeah, but still, I mean, I'd like to have it, but it's like I don't need it. I'm got, I'm yeah. trying to downsize. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just you know, literally, I've just I've sold everything to get ready for the the new round of stuff, which is going to start happening right after Dayton. I probably maybe even be buying the. Uh, 101 MP at Dayton or getting it on order anyway. I think, you know, they have to special order the MP. All right. We, well, I was thinking you might get, you might get buy it. You're going to buy it there at, uh, at, at I'm probably going to buy it there and have yeah. them ship it to me. Okay. And, uh, cool. So 
and you know it'll it'll meet me home shortly after Dayton. Cool. Or, you know, but see, I'm buying the it's from Gigaparts, and I'm buying their MP Max, which is the MP with all of the filter uh, already installed. Which so they have to special order that, and I don't know yeah. the the lag on the the preparing of the rig, but I'm going to go ahead and you know probably order it at, at Dayton. Uh huh. And just tell them ship it when you get it. That way I avoid the, you know, they, they do free shipping and all that fun stuff. Since they're going to be right there at Dayton, you know, perfect. And no, I'm not going to pick it up at Dayton and let you bring it home because that would fall into that. You get to keep 20% of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that ain't happening. I can't remember, guys, at the... Didn't it, Hera, didn't the post office, wasn't there some kind of shipping that was all set up there for people that could send stuff back? They used to have both UPS and uh, USPS there. Now, at That's what I thought. Yeah. At Xenia, they've had the, the postal service there. They were out in the tent. Uh, I don't know if they're there this year. They're not on any of the listings, but they're not really a vendor per se, so they may not be on the listing that way. Uh-huh. But... Uh, they were out in the tent area um, in 2019. But I'm I'm not going to let them ship a rig if I can have Gigaparts just ship it for me. Oh, of course. You know, and, and I, I don't think shipping a boat anchor would be very cost effective. Oh, no. Boy, you shipping know. is so bad now. If I was to find me some nice, you know, 150-pound radio, uh, I'd, I'd just give Tom his 20% and call it good. That's right. I have strict wife orders that I can't bring any anything back that weighs anything more than ten pounds. So, see, and and I kind of have a solution to that problem. With me, it's only the two cats. I have <laughs> I have found that one can of cat food, tuna in particular. I get forgiven for being gone for the week. You know, I can buy whatever I want to. They don't care. Just give them their tuna. <laughs> well, and, plus, you've got that special cat, right? That, that special show cat. Oh, uh, both of them are. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just the one. No, both of them. Uh, I have Godzilla and Rodan. And uh, Godzilla is the absolute monster. She was the April cat in the AWRL calendar. And then let's see if I can get her without her getting mad because she's in a snitty mood tonight. There we go. Oh, my. That's Rodan. Wow. That's a big cat. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Godzilla's even bigger. That's the scary part. <laughs> Godzilla's probably another, well, seven pounds heavier and about five inches longer. That's why she's called Godzilla. She's just huge. But, yeah, they're actually litter sisters. And uh, so I, I, they, they both go to the shows with me. Now, I don't know what it is about cats and amateur radio operators, but Universal Radio, which, boy, do I ever miss not being able to drive there 30 minutes away. Oh, gosh, yeah. Their cat pages, their cat pages on the web. I have, mine is up there with my cat, too. 
I just, I don't know. Is it because they're quiet so they can be in a shack? What is it about cats and amateur radio operators? Or is it, or are there just as many dog owners too? I wonder. I think there's just as many dog owners. Um, it's just cats are traditionally, you know, the, if they're in a shack, they're laying on a piece of warm equipment. They love the old tube gear. You know, this one, you know, she'll sit on the, on the, the desk all the time or just on the other side of the desk is a set of stairs so they don't jump up on the table and destroy stuff anymore. So they're just usually laying on the first step. And, uh, you know, they just, they're just kind of quiet. Dogs, you know, it's, they're active. They, you know, they will sit sit at your feet, I guess, but you're not going to want them up on the table and laying on stuff. Whereas with a cat, you're like, I don't have any choice. They're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, when this one, what, what you don't see is on the other side of the room, I have my, my lab, which is my workspace. I'm not even going to try to get the camera to show you. And they will jump on that table and grab parts and knock them to the floor and haul them away and scatter them all over the house. And that's just... Oh, yeah, I've had, to, I've had to banish mine from the actual bench area. No, I, I, I can't banish these two guys. <laughs> I mean, you've got Godzilla at 22 pounds. Uh, you cannot close a door in this house because then <laughs> you have the repetitive bowling ball hitting the door. Yeah. And she does not like closed doors, and she will make thumps on the door until you just give up. <laughs> and her, her sister's every bit as bad, so you can't close a door in the house. So it's kind of like they they don't hurt anything. They've never broken you know, anything, they just grab the parts and go play with them. And I have to pick them up off the floor somewhere, but they've, they've well, never they heard do, anything. They're doing a static test for you. Yeah. Actually those, they have the, um, there's these rolls of these little, um, best lack of a better word, flex ties. They're the, uh, Velcro, yeah. uh, cable ties. They love it when I fold those into a loop and they will, you know, they'll take those all over the place. <laughs> I have to make a new one for them about once a week, and uh, oh, they just—they just—and I, I find them in their food bowl all the time. So, you know, they're trading them the toy for the food, I guess. But uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, um, AWRL just decided to do a calendar on cats this year, and uh, they asked for a couple pictures, so. Uh, Godzilla is April, and the one you just saw, she's going to be August. And uh, I missed the opening for W5KUB, the Einstein cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Tom's got that. I'm sure we can get him to play that. What is that? The, 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 uh, the cat and the computer. Oh, yes. oh, the cat and the computer? Yeah, you know, the one with me and my brother, or you got my brother yeah. doing see, it. Looks let me just see if like I can me. find that. Let me see if I can find it. I mean, I have to look here. Take me a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's an old, old, old promo. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Okay, test, test, one, two. Hey, I hear you. Yeah, it's working now. Uh, glad it's working. I just installed Zoom, so I... Thought I'd try it. Sorry for the greasy hair. <laughs> Didn't have a time to shower before the work got over. Sorry for no hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's this hair thing you're talking about? 
Oh my God! I saw a picture of me in my high school yearbook um, about a month or so back. It was shoulder length. <laughs> God, I couldn't believe it. But uh, yeah, no, I had to hook up the camera and everything tonight the last minute, so. That's what took me a little bit to appreciate the help there with uh, getting the audio set up. Yeah, not a problem. I mean, it's it's relatively simple with Zoom, but like in my case, I got about six different choices for speakers because I've got, you know, the signal link and a half a dozen other things. Well, the 991's tied in, and so it's kind of like if it chooses the wrong one, I'm pretty much out of luck, and I have to just run through their little test and figure out which one because the names are all like USB source X and whatever. All right, Glenn, you know who this is? That's Gordon West. Yeah. Yeah, he auditioned for the role, but uh, he just didn't cut he, it. He didn't, he didn't make the cut, man. He, uh, he tried for the job, but we, we just no, couldn't give it no, to him, man. No, he, he, he just didn't have the personality didn't, for it. Didn't make it, man. I'm still looking for him. <laughs> I'll see a video. Yeah, back at Harris, you know, he used to be at the the booth there, just literally almost across from you there when you moved inside. Yeah. Yeah, and you had Flex just right around the corner from you as well. Yeah, it took me forever to figure out Hera, but then once I memorized where everybody was, I was good. I do miss Hera, though, and I really miss taking my kids there. They just thought that was awesome. Well, you know what's so funny is I was reading something, and it said, you know, in the hockey rink, and I was like, Hera had a hockey rink? Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that was the big bowl, was mm -hmm. the hockey rink. Because I always thought, no, that's just a basketball stadium. I'm from the mm -hmm. South. We don't understand this hockey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Miami, man. <laughs> it was either baseball, well, football. We didn't even have basketball, you know, back well, then. We also had Cincinnati Gardens, you know, nearby. I, I grew uh, up, Tom you know, on the on the Canadian the border. Hockey's uh, uh, a big deal. It's you know? Oh yeah, June the 18th. And, and the uh, funny thing is, I, every time I went to that Cincinnati Gardens with my kids, I couldn't figure out how I was familiar with that building. A lot more. Than <laughs> years, you know. The old Maple Leaf Stadium in Toronto was built by the exact same contractor. They were exact uh, same. There you go. <laughs> But uh, I can't remember the name of that team in Dayton. But it was called Bombers. Was it Dayton Bombers? There were two I different have, teams. I have no idea. I never saw them, but it was before my time when they were there. So you're saying I can ask this cat right, any see, question? The so cat is connected yep, to the thing. computer. You just type in the question. Just it. Can you start it over? There's the answer, Cole. The man. I've been looking That's for this for weeks. weeks. That does look like Glenn. 
So you're saying I can ask this cat any question? Yeah. The cat is connected. This is Valerie Hotsfeld, That looked like me 80 pounds ago. You know, there's nothing worse than not being able to go to your favorite ham. I think that ought to be your standard They have live streaming, interviews, and tons of prizes. Just make sure you're logged into the chat room so you can win. Hello, this is Valerie Hudson. I keep saying I'm going to try that tinfoil thing with, with one of the two you, here, but I have to call the hospital first to make person? sure they got my blood type We'd in like stock. To, uh, welcome you. <laughs> and um, if you're listening is, on International Shortwave <laughs> Station, they won't WBCQ put up with that at all. <laughs> and that's the thing about these two is, you know, their legs are, you know, that big around, so... And, and it's kind of like, you, you know, you show, yeah, I'm going to make a bobcat wear some tin foil. So, uh, yeah, let's, really let's, let's like see how to, this goes. Uh, know, uh, uh, how you but the cool thing here? is they, they generally have this general disposition. They don't have a mean uh, bone in their body. In the chat room. They could hurt you if they wanted and, to, but um, they don't want to. If you have not joined our Facebook group, please join our Facebook group. Search for W5KUB. And what's so funny is they absolutely and, uh, hate the drive to go to cat shows, but then you get them in the hotel room, to, uh, and it's like you have taken uh, the kids to Disney the World. To post your they are bouncing from bed to bed all so night long. They, they do not, you, uh, they're just uh, in our boundless group. energy in that and hotel room. Yeah, they don't like car rides. I always thought mine didn't like it just because we were going usually to or from the vet. Yeah. Now, the Come one on that I showed and, uh, back yeah, okay. in the 80s, oh, dear yeah, God, that to. cat yeah. thought okay. the car was the most wonderful thing. And, oh, the plane. Oh, she absolutely uh, loved okay. flying on the plane. Yeah, let's pull up a chair right there. And, you know, U.S. Air things. got to know her so well. Well, hey, man. Because um, we flew to shows I everywhere. I always wanted to be on TV where people um, around the world watch. That literally, uh, they would make sure that the seat next to me was empty so that I could take her out of the cage and sit her in the seat. And they would actually bring her you know, the the inside of a ham sandwich for lunch. She just <laughs> she'd just sit in the chair and just everybody's just like, you know, that cat is the most well behaved cat in the world. And she was just like, Of course I'm a show cat. <laughs> and uh it, um she actually took a best in show at Madison Square Garden one year, which is the was the cat world equivalent of the Westminster Super Dog Bowl. Show way back <laughs> way back in the eighties, yeah. But uh, that was fun back then. But uh, this is this will be their last show. They they finally reached the age, and it's just kind of like COVID shut them down for the the two years. And I'm like, really, I just want you to go to one last show, and then we'll call it quits. Bad news is that show's on field day weekend, so I don't get to do field day this year unless I sneak across the road because the hotel I'm staying at is just down the street from the. Uh, Huntsville Space and Rocket Center, where the uh, Huntsville Club does their field day, so I may sneak out there and do some field day on Friday on uh, Saturday night. That definitely seems like it'll be worth a, uh, a sneak out. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that I've I've seen them operate there, and uh, I've worked them from the car, but just never had the time to to stop. But uh, this year, I think I'll I'll make the time and go over and spend Saturday evening with them. But yeah, that's the thing, you know, kind of like with, you know, kids and soccer games and everything, you have to give up, you know, you sacrifice yep. some things. And I've sacrificed field day about every third year or every other year for the last five, six, seven years. And uh, 
I miss field day. Field day, winter field day, and the Mississippi Cuso party are my three favorite contests. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh, Glenn, here's the, uh, here's the aerial view, Google map. Of Xenia? Of Xenia. You can see the three three main buildings, building one, two, three, and then the smaller buildings here. The form's going to be right there. Yeah, and that's actually a harness racing track. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they work with the horses and train them out there and everything. And that whole infield is, I would say, what is it, about half to two-thirds is uh, flea market area. Well, they've got the whole uh, fairground is 40 acres. And um, so they've moved the outside people, flea market. They're inside the, uh, the racetrack here. Yeah. And they're also right here on this green. Uh, yeah. Right here. And where we launch a balloon is right between them and these buildings, right, right through here. Man, that's not a lot of launch area. Right through there, man. Right through there. So, yeah, not much. No. But that's um, that's it. But, Glenn, we'll be parked, if you're looking for our truck, we'll be parked right back here behind Building 2. Okay. Let me... Let me here we go. You can see the three buildings. And Let's um, hope for no rain. This is uh this is parking yeah. this is parking all back here for uh, for the uh, inside vendors. Well, we usually park right about here. The neat thing is we can drive the truck right up to the door right here, and we're within five feet of our booth. Yeah. See, I usually I take the bus over from uh, one of the local parking lots. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they drop you off at the bus area, and then I get uh, one of the golf cart folks to ride me over to the AWRL booth. So, you know, I get the nice chauffeur treatment to get into ARRL. All right. So, hey, everybody out there listening on WBCQ on Shortwave, we're glad to have you tonight. This is uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio. We, uh, we're glad you're with us tonight. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. Let us know where in the world you are and... Uh, if you're listening on shortwave, just uh, take note that you can join the show and watch it live. It's a video show. You can watch it live uh, just by going to w5kub.com at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday nights. And uh, <clears throat> we'd love to have you there. Um, and let's see. We've got about uh, just a couple more minutes, Lynn, before our radio uh, slot ends here. Uh Anybody else in Zoom here that uh, hadn't got to to talk to us or want to want to say something? Anybody else out there? I'm gonna put the link out there. Charlie's one more time. been awful quiet tonight. Yeah, Charlie has been quiet. He he must be he must be out in a hotel room somewhere working. No, I'm I'm listening to everything you say, but I'm also coding on the other monitor of the computer. So ah, what you building? Ah, a, a software in uh, in well at this time it's um it's a software for accounting for the club. So, yeah. <laughs> in other words, it's not fun, cool stuff. It's just stuff. Well, well I do. I mean, I'm doing 
uh, for learning also for, for to collaborate with the club but also I like to learn to code myself uh, it's not that uh, I'm an expert coding uh, I'm not uh, I'm not educated in coding but I'm I'm coding anyhow <laughs> yeah so. well and I mean that's kind of how I got into it and it's you'll, you'll find the more you do the better you get Yes, and well, it's fun because I look at code that I, I wrote, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and I say this is prehistoric or yeah. so simple. So, yeah. yeah, you look at it, you go, you know, what what idiot wrote this? And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it well, was me. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but also I look at uh, other professionally or more advanced code, and it's like Chinese. So I know what's yeah. happening, but I, I cannot... Kind of oh, that. I know. I've been going back. I haven't looked at the code on some of these um, projects that I'm putting in the new book. I haven't seen this code in six and seven years, and I'm having to go back through it and update it. I'm like, how did I do this, and why did I do this? <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, but Yes, uh, so I didn't have any formal education in coding. I like high-level stuff, like doing uh, classes and uh, I don't know advanced uh, uh, structures like that. I I do nothing of that. Yeah. You know, no, so. I'm all self-taught. It's the same thing with me. It's just I've been doing it all my life, and uh, you eventually reach that point where it's second nature to you. You start thinking logically, and you know it's just now. It's just the language changes, but the program structure and design is still the same yeah so it's to keep uh, myself uh, uh, yes it's, it's something that you have to to know how, how to code something and yes as you say I'm coding this in PHP uh, with some uh, 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 SQL database but some something simple simple right but um, I'm um, do it, and then, uh, for example, when I have to do some some uh, little uh, programs with the Arduino and everything, it's just a little bit different, but 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 the the way you think, it's the same. So right, yeah, it's learning how to think logically and you know reason things through and step by step. If you can, once you break it down into a step by step, it doesn't matter what the language syntax is. You know, just break it down into blocks and make the blocks work. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm I'm doing. I've I've written I've written a lot of code for. I've written for the club also. I a system for for doing the the uh, electronic Q, QSL cards for when we do some uh, uh, some. Uh, uh, you know, field days and some events, uh, different events, so that you can go and search for you, your your call sign on on the website, and if you have a a QSL of the event, it it automatically generates it and everything. Very and, cool. Uh, that. So. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't do web programming. That's that's the one thing I've done a little bit of PHP and Perl, but. As a general rule, I don't do web programming. I leave that for somebody else. You've you've written Perl. <laughs> yes. 
I have that's, played in that's Perl. Chinese. That, that's Chinese. <laughs> that's Chinese. <laughs> I have probably written code in just about every computer language there is out there. Um, but, um, I mean, and I'm fixing to have to learn how to do Python here, you know, probably in the next year or so. Yeah, you know that PHP, uh, I like it. Yeah, Python, I don't like it that much. I, I, I haven't got into it a lot, but bo they're both interpreted languages, right? Right. But, yeah, PHP but, wasn't hard to learn. I enjoyed working with it, but I just, I'm not creative enough to do a web page. Hey, man. Hey, everybody, everybody's going WordPress now. I, I, I built yeah. my WordPress. Well, no, 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 but that's different, Tom, yeah. because, uh, for example, yeah, uh, uh, I mean. No, Glenn, Glenn was talking about building web pages, but. No, 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 but this is a web page oh. application. No? Oh, for okay. Example, I got you. So, I got you. Yeah, so responsive web pages that you do yeah. specific tasks that. Yes, I, there are more advanced ways of doing things, but it's like using a, a, a V8 to move a bicycle. Right. <laughs> yeah, using a cannon to take down a fly. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, but I mean, literally, I you know I'm creative, and of course I can program and I can design and build things. But when it comes to anything artistic, forget it. I am not the person you want. You do not want me doing anything that involves creativity on with artwork of any any form, shape, or fashion. Do not ask me to design your web page. Yeah, for example, the page of, of on the club, I I I did it and maintain it. I mean, there was another page before I started, I, I before I got involved. But then I decided to. I've got involved. I decided to. Do it again because it was not. Uh, it was it was outdated, really. So, so I if you look at it, it looks like a very static web page, but it has several things that are working on PHP at the back that that automatically update and everything. Uh, so if you look at it, it's it's not a uh, it's like a very static page, but it has some magic on beneath it. That uh, uh, it's uh, I've made in PHP myself. So that that's the web page, and and yes, it, because for example, like like Tom says, everybody is using WordPress and other tools, but but there's a learning a learning curve for that also. And, right. And well, you know the so thing about to uh, the use. thing about WordPress, uh, they completely changed it about a year ago. Uh, I, I didn't make any real updates to my pages in a long time. And then I started seeing now everything is done in blocks. And it's really neat the way it's done. Uh, it's really easy, and it makes it look very professional, and uh, uh, I kind of like it. I was. I, I was, guess I'm going to have to get into that at some point because yeah. I'm going to have to update my web page at some, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, for the aesthetics, it's much easier, I think, to, to make it uh, a proper tool like that. Yeah, uh, but but when you want to to put your your particular functionality on it, uh, I found it easier to make it myself because because yeah. the the club page is is is, is uh, it's it's quite static anyway. So so I I'm 
I managed to, to solve the problems we need uh, easier. This you know, back so. many years ago when web just started, uh, there, there, my company, we had a, we had a group that uh, you would order software through. And uh, so I wanted software to help me design some web pages. And listen to the name of the software. This is the early days. It was called Hot Dog. Oh, yeah. I and it, it was made by, and they, got, they were talking about in a meeting one day, Tom Mellon ordered a program called Hot Dog. And get this, it's made by a company called Sausage. <laughs> I actually had that. Yeah. And that was really, you know, the last time I did any web page designing of any sort was with the Hot Dog Editor. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. really nice, really easy to use. Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago. Okay, guys, long we're off uh, We're off the air now. Uh, hopefully, uh, good night to everybody out there if you're in the chat room. We're going to be shutting down a video in just a second. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, I saw some comments in here about DMR a while ago. Guys, we have our show has our own DMR talk group. It's 31693, and it's not being used at all. I'd like to try to figure out some way to start getting a bunch of people on our talk group, 31693, where we can, you know, uh, talk as a group about, uh, you know, the things that we talk about on the show and so forth. So, um, you DMR guys, think of how we can use our talk group, 31693, and uh, I'd uh, love to get it going. 73 to everybody out there in the chat room. Uh, we'll see many of you in a couple weeks up at Dayton. And, um, guys, I'm going to, uh, I'm probably going to be working mobile going to Dayton uh, with my remote base. You know, I showed you the remote base that uh, I built up here at the house with, uh, I'll probably have the tablet in the truck. And uh, maybe we'll post it on Facebook and we'll work some of you guys as we drive up to Dayton. 73, everybody. Good night. And we'll see you next week. Okay, guys, let's see. Let's, let's uh, terminate the show here. Because we've got to make it fit in our time slot.